commercial baking resource brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Lynn Carson with a PhD in grain sciences sharing knowledge and helping you grow connections you're listening to the baked in science podcast Welcome to Baked in Science. I am your host, Dr. Lynn from Bakerpedia, the world's largest online technical resource for baking. I would like to thank our friends at Serenda for sponsoring this podcast. The employee-owned company is celebrating 25 years of organic and non-GMO ingredients. Check out their clean label ingredients, including organic green banana flour, cassava flour, pea protein, and the new rice syrup program that positively impacts the lives of rice growers. Request samples on your brand new website at www.cirnda.com or call 715-386-1737. Hey, do you use rice flour in your bakery products? Would you believe me if I told you that when you buy organic rice flour from Matco, you support the Friends of Farmers program where they provide education for the local farming community. You can contact Matco through Serenda. But here's Safwan, the director of Matco Foods, to tell you more. Today we have Safwan from Matco. Safwan, welcome. Well, thank you so much. Stefan, tell our listeners what Matco is. So Matco is a company based in uh, Pakistan, uh, which focuses on rice and rice-related products. Our main uh, products are rice, uh, which we sell in our own brand uh, in Falak Rice as well. We sell that locally in Pakistan and export that to more than 60 countries in the world. Uh, but four years ago, we started to develop more products which are similar to rice, which are derived from rice as well. So that led us to focus on producing rice syrups and rice protein uh, that is being used in the confectionery industry as a sweetener, and the rice protein is being used in animal feed currently right now. Now, I heard you have a, a really unique story on uh, sustainability and farming. Can you share a little bit more on, on that? Sure. Uh, so the story which we want to refer to right now is the Kisan Dost program. That is the Friends of Farmers program. Uh, the Friends of Farmers program was started more than seven years ago. Uh, and we wanted to do this to really help the farmers which are currently in our area as well. So uh, with rice farming, what was very important when you harvest the rice is that it has to be uh, dried, the paddy has to be dried very quickly. So in our factory in Punjab, uh, in, in Sadoki, uh, on a 50 kilometer radius over there, uh, we try to encourage the farmers to come and give their produce from the farms to us directly uh, and cut out the middlemen from this. 
they really benefit, uh, the farmers really benefit from this by, uh, first of all, getting higher uh, prices, better prices for their produce as well. Uh, at the same time, we try to encourage uh, all the farmers to follow best farming practices. So we provide them with the seeds, we provide them with the natural fertilizers, we provide them with the know-how, we, seminar, we hold seminars to ensure that all the farmers are educated regarding uh, farming practices, what's the best time to uh, sow the seeds, what's the best time to harvest them as well, to ensure that they have the highest yield per acre for their own products. So Matco focuses on education and training for the farmers. I mean, doesn't everybody do that? Uh, they do, uh, but in, this, in our particular thing, in our particular industry in Pakistan, uh, the farmers currently aren't that well educated regarding the best practices as well. Also, they might not know, might not have the best uh, know-how as to what fertilizers to use, uh, what seed varieties to use as well. There's lots of uncertainty in the markets over there as well. So we, provide, we aim to help the farmers particularly and help ourselves at the same time by ensuring that uh, the produce we get, the paddy we get is of a higher quality and we ensure that people who provide good quality also get bonuses for that particular quality as well. How does that set you apart from competition? Uh, so helping us set apart from the competition, uh, I think uh, it allows us to ensure that the produce we get, which we use for our own products, including our rice and our rice syrup, is organic. Uh, we ensure that no, for, no pesticides uh, or no non-organic ingredients are used in this particular process. Uh, we ensure that the fields that, that, which, are, which are being used for these uh, rice harvesting are clear of any pesticides, of any non-organic components as well. So we ensure that our supply chain is very solid. Oh, cool. mm -hmm. and, um, was there anything um, in terms of uh, what Amy told me about the farmer families and were you doing something around the area? Yes, so we try to encourage uh, the farmers in our area to develop their own techniques more so as well. At the same time, we also try to ensure that there's a school that is being made in the vicinity of where all the farmers live, so we ensure that particularly for girls' education is being met as well. Uh, the, one of the main factors that leads to uh, low levels of uh, education for children is lack of availability of schools in these areas right now. Uh, where the farms are. So to ensure that uh, all the farmers, first that their crop is being uh, processed uh, and that they get the best margins for their own produce, plus we also want to ensure that this is a family-oriented thing where their children are also going to school over here uh, and like they're learning from the projects we've made uh, and the different camps we have for them. So how do you push the education? Do you? Do you give a discount or do, how do you encourage them to have a school or encourage the families to send your kids to school? So uh, we pay for all the education for all the schools for these children. Wow. Uh, we pay for education for all the farmers we have right now. We currently have more than 600 farmers who are currently part of the program. So education for all the children uh, which they send to the schools in the area is free for them. Uh, we How many schools have you put in? Uh, I think we have about one school right now uh, and we try to fund uh, schools uh, with different uh, schools in the area with assist with the tuition uh, and the textbooks and expenses for that as well. Now do you talk about this 
with your customers? Do they know? Yes, of course. For us, uh, I think for many of our customers as well, uh, they want to know exactly where the products they use are coming from. They want to know not just the company which makes it, but also what villages they come, it comes from, uh, what fields it comes from as well. So they want to know more of a story regarding the origin for all their products. So our, we definitely market to our customers as well, this particular uh, program, uh, the Friends of Farmers program. That is very, very exciting. Um, I personally would encourage bakers to sustainably source the rice products you know, from your program because obviously it goes back to the community. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. There you have it. Wasn't it interesting how Medco plays such a huge part in the lives of farmers? Up next. Aquafaba! Do you know what aquafaba mean? Water something? Yes, you got it. Water from soaked chickpeas. Every year, tons of aquafaba is thrown away in chickpea and legume production. How can this change the way we bake? Well, listen to what this professor from New Zealand has to say about reclaiming the hydrocolloids from aquafaba to use as egg replacers. Thanks for joining me all the way from New Zealand, uh, where you are a lecturer of food innovation at the Lincoln University of New Zealand. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure to be here. Hey, um, yesterday we were talking about aquafaba because you presented at the Clean Label Symposium here at IFT. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what is aquafaba? Yeah, there's more than to aquafaba than what people know right now. Some of you may know about aquafaba as an egg replacer. It's basically the liquid that you find in a can of chickpea when you open it. And a few years ago, a chef discovered that this liquid can be whipped into a meringue or a mousse, kind of like egg white. So from that, we took this idea and we further studied. And basically, the whole concept now is to look at wastewater from legume processing. So whenever we make any product that contains beans, soy, or chickpeas, we have to soak and boil. So both the soaking and the boiling water contain a lot of nutrients that have functionality in terms of texture, like foaming, thickening, emulsifying. And so the whole idea of aquafaba is to recycle wastewater into functional ingredients that will be clean labeled but also cheap and extremely functional. Now, um, is there, to your knowledge, any available commercial grade aquafaba right now? Uh, not at the moment, to the best of my knowledge. I have been experiencing some sweet or some other product made with aquafaba, but only in restaurants. <laughs> so very small scale, including in New Zealand too, but nothing industrially. So I think one of the main challenges will be to actually get food companies to not throw away their wastewater, but actually store it. And other than that, the good thing about aquafaba is that it's very easy to store. It can be frozen and thawed many times without losing functionality. It could potentially be dried even for further storage. But to my knowledge, probably because it's still a new ingredient, no one is commercializing it yet. So if I were to be using aquafaba to replace eggs, say, in my I don't know, pancake or you know, muffin formula, how would I declare it then? That's a very interesting point because someone asked me that, should you just declare it as chickpea probably, yeah. if you use chickpea? 
Because the fact that it's a water, well, if I think about other food products, that's how you describe it, just as chickpea, bean, or soy, whatever the raw material is. Because basically that's what it is. It's like a juice in a way that comes out of it. So I guess you would just declare it as a, with the legume that it comes from. And that's probably about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love to see it as aquafaba on my label, so if you can get to it and get it commercialized, I would love to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, do you have any intention to publish a paper or do more research into this area? Yeah, so at the moment we already published about five papers on this topic. Oh. There's more uh, papers coming and we don't always use the word aquafaba because technically aquafaba is only chickpea canning water but we look at more than that and we use terms like soaking or cooking water from legumes and I'm also working on a book which hopefully will be out early next year and that will summarize most of the science because I think now we know enough to move on from science and publications to actual uh, commercialization. Yeah, absolutely. We need to find a better name, probably a prettier name, rather than legume wastewater, something a little bit more intriguing and, right, right. and easier to understand. Just, but just call it Luca water. Oh, that could be a good there idea. Go. <laughs> Sounds like a perfume, yeah, like, like an true. Italian no. cologne. But, yeah. <laughs> but absolutely, uh, I am intrigued by this. If you need to, you know, talk a little bit more when you find a commercialization process, you know, do come back on to the show. Yeah, I'm really working hard toward that now. I think the first step will be reaching out companies that are in probably legume processing companies that could actually generate their own aquafaba that will make it easier. Yeah. And once you optimize that step, then we can reach out to all other companies that are interested in texturizers. Great. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thanks to you, Lynn. It's a pleasure. Before I end, I want to do a shout out to our new sponsor, Mechatherm. Thank you, Mechatherm. Thank you. You have made Bakerpedia and this Baked in Science series available for all bakers out there. Find out more about them on our sponsor showcase. Lastly, please like, comment, and subscribe to the Baked in Science podcast. Till the next time, bakers, keep baking sustainably. Bye. <laughs>